everyone and welcome to the History Hotline, the hottest line for all things black history and beyond. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 50 of the History Hotline. My name is Deanna Lynn Cook and I'm your host today as always. Episode 50, I actually can't believe we're here, I think I say that a lot, but 50 episodes um, in a little over a year is insane to me. So thank you for everyone that's been along for the ride. Um, you know, here's to another 50, another 500 even. Um, and I hope you've been enjoying the episode so far. Please, if you do have any requests or anything you'd like me to do an episode on, please let me know. I have like a list of things people have messaged me, um, but I like the schedule to make sense. So, you know, even if you do make a request, I might not be able to do it immediately. Some topics take a lot more research than others, especially if I know very little. Um, and I think some topics actually that I've been asked to do require a guest. So again, um, when I get that expertise, then those episodes will come to fruition for you. But for now, um, it's me talking about 10 things I hate about Black History Month. Yes, you did hear that correctly. 10 things I hate about Black History Month. And maybe I've gotten brave at the end of the month to do this episode um, I think this episode's coming out around the 25th of October, so there's only a few days left, but I think maybe you'll have noticed, if you're plugged into the Matrix, shall we say, that the dearth of kind of anything to do with Black History Month compared to last year, 2020, after the death of George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement, and kind of now, especially towards the end of the month, it seems like everyone panics right at the start it's like oh I've got to get black creators got to get black people to do this black people to do that and black history black history black history by the time you get to like the 15th it all kind of quietens down and at the 25th anyway most people I'd say if you are kind of invested in this month you won't really have anything left to do because everybody wants you at the start and black history month to me is turning into black history week or black history two weeks where everyone kind of panics and scrambles to get black creators to do things right at the start, and black historians and black people generally in their workplaces, in their schools, um, you know, wherever they reside in their communities. And so I wanted to talk about the 10 things I hate, and I've got 10 things, I've made a list, and it's not to rubbish Black History Month or any of the work historically, all that's been done today, you know, to make sure black history is part of mainstream conversations and discourses when it comes to history. But it is to share some of my frustrations. Um, and I've been kind of tapped into a lot of conversations and comments going around, especially this month. And I think I've realised um, that, you know, there are many issues with Black History Month. Now, this is not really... I'm not going to be saying anything different necessarily, although there'll be a few things added to the Black History Month episode I made last year and I would imply you to listen to that because it had some really great quote, quotes sorry, from a few people um, that are like famous or whatever about Black History Month and some of the issues I was pulling out with the month and a lot of them are the same. I've added a few more but essentially um, I kind of wanted to share them within this context just to make you think about how you've engaged with Black History Month, how you want to engage with it moving forwards and how you want to engage with black history moving forwards as a listener to this podcast and maybe, you know, a reader of, of books or follower of documentaries or other historians that 
have been inspirational to you? You know, how are you going to go forward and engage? And how are we going to get to a point that, you know, black history isn't something that's reserved for one month? And it is something that does what it set out to do in 1987 when it began in Britain, which was to uplift young children, to educate them about their past, to give them some self-worth and self-confidence. Have we succeeded in that? Um, And is Black History Month ever going to succeed in doing that? Number one. Black history is, fill in the gap, British history, American history. The idea that there is really no such thing as black history, if we are to split history up into geographical regions, then black history that happens to black people or is around and surrounding, you know, black people in Britain should be classed as British history. Or if we are splitting history up in time periods, then it should be modern history if we're thinking about the, I don't know, 1970s, or Tudor history if we're thinking about black people in the Tudor period. There is no such thing as white history, although there's a certain demographic of people that might say, why aren't we having a white history month when October rolls around? But there isn't actually such a thing because white history is British history or American history or Australian history. But all these countries have come into contact with black people, Asian people, people of different ethnic backgrounds. And so surely their histories should very simply slot in to the geographical region time period or theme that we're focusing on as opposed to being segregated by race now it would be silly to say that you know we don't know why this happens because it's obvious there are you know logistical labeling necessities you know you need to label something as what it is so people know and if black history is the easiest label then that's kind of understandable and i'm not being kind of facetious in overlooking that but my question is Why are these histories segregated? And you have to ask yourself the question, who has segregated them and why have they segregated them? Because I'll tell you that why we have to separate black history from British history is because British history wouldn't be, quote-unquote, taught correctly if it didn't include everybody, which it's not. But some people don't want to accept the fact that these histories are British histories because then that means that black people can claim identity within the context of being British. And at the moment in this country, that's not exactly the message that's being pushed. And number two, why is it that Black History Month is only a month? Now that sounds really silly because obviously it's in the title, Black History Month, not Black History Year or Black History Six Months or Black History Week. But my point is for this one is, you know, and it's a campaign the Black Curriculum have been running Why is Black History Month a month? Why is the focus of quote-unquote black history, which I've already said is a problematic title, only, you know, segregated to one month? What that says to society and to, you know, the people listening, that there is only enough black history, number one, to fit into a month. And it's only important for one-twelfth of the year. So 31 days Or is it 30? 30, I think, in October. No, 31, because Halloween. 31 days in October, sorry, of the 365 days a year, 366 in a leap, are segregated off, sectioned off for black history. And as I've already said, it's 25th of October today, and the focus has kind of already left 
So it's not even 31 days. It's a few weeks, really. Surely, if we were to push the message that black history is important all the time, it should be properly embedded into history, whether that be in national conversation or on school curriculums or in, you know, literature, politics, etc. And so the idea that it is segregated to a month does suggest that it's only important for one month and can be forgotten. And it's not something that can be forgotten. So I hope if you're listening to this episode outside of October, you probably have noticed how quiet things have gone. But also I hope that you might be part of the solution by listening to a podcast like this or reading books, you know, like the Black Tudors Miranda Kaufman or something by David Olasoga or other uh, black historians out there, you know. By doing that work, you will continue the demand for black history outside of October. Because when we think about it, the economy and capitalism works with demand and supply. So if there is no demand for something, i.e. black history, then, you know, nobody will be funded, shall we say, to supply it. And that's how it simply works. Number three, the third thing I hate about Black History Month is the confusion. I find that there is a little bit of confusion about what kind of history we should celebrate. Are we celebrating, quote unquote, black British history? African-American history? African history? Who decides what we celebrate? Because realistically, if you think about African history alone, pre-colonisation, post-colonisation, during colonisation, is enough history to take decades, let alone a month. And then add to the mix Caribbean history. Let's add to the mix African-American history. And I know we've pushed back against learning about Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King in Britain every year at the expense of learning about black British figures who might have originated from the Caribbean or from Africa. You know, who decides what we celebrate and why is there only one month for this? For example, if we think about the history of an African country that wasn't colonised by Britain, maybe colonised by the French, that's African history. Or maybe you could put it into French history. And in the context of Britain, would that not be a global history? A history of places like India, the history of places like, I don't know, New Zealand, Australia any random place in this world fits into global history if it's not British history. So should there be more of a focus on global history? Not in Black History Month, I mean generally. And why is it that in Black History Month we're squeezing in the history of literally any single black person that ever existed or walked this earth? That's too much. Um, And I don't think with a population of black people in this country that aren't just from the Caribbean... Um, They're also from Africa and from a number of countries within the continent. You know, is there room to celebrate their history in that month? Or, you know, like on this podcast, is it just about the Windrush generation? This podcast isn't just about the Windrush generation, but, you know, the focus has been there for quite a while now, um, as it's my area of expertise. Um, But I hope you understand that point, you know, whose history should be celebrated? Who is Black History Month for? Is it for us to celebrate ourselves as black people or is it to educate white people or non-black people other than non-black people? How does it work? What's important? And the confusion, I think, is what I dislike because there's only a month. You can't squeeze it all in. It's impossible. 
Number four is a point that some might disagree with, um, and you might disagree with all of this podcast, and that's absolutely fine. Let me know in the comments why, um, or, you know, if you've got questions. But number four is this idea that when we think about histories of race that normally pertain to black people, um, the stories can be very negative and sad. And I think there's a lack of emphasis on happy histories when it comes to black people. Maybe histories of black people being graced. So pre-colonial histories, um, ideally, especially in the continent of Africa, um, they aren't told. And I think it speaks of keeping black people in a particular mindset that is quite negative and makes you feel inferior if you never know about how great black people have been historically, rather than thinking about them as only fighting racial injustice. That's not the history of black people in the world at all. So the fact that, you know, Black History Month focuses only on black British history, let's say, for the sake of arguments, we don't look at pre-colonial history. We look at slavery. I've seen talks about slavery in Black History Month and I think, really, we're talking about slavery? At a time where we're meant to be celebrating our history? It's not our history. It's history of colonisation, history of greed, history of violence. And as a black person, I don't think we need to claim that anymore. Um, My opinions on this have changed dramatically, I think, especially from being younger um, and studying transatlantic slavery so much at school. I even did my extended project qualification on it, um, anyone that did that A-level. But I think primarily we need to understand and know and I think society does, this isn't just like for black people or anyone else, that there was a history before colonisation, before Europe interrupted what was happening in Africa, all the native people in America or the Caribbean. You know, there was a history before that. And no, people weren't perfect. Yes, there were hierarchies. Yes, people were enslaved. But they weren't enslaved on the grounds of their race. And there's a big difference. So I think there needs to be more of an emphasis on uplift in Black History Month. And you might think this is going to contradict a point I say later. So stay tuned because I'm thinking out loud a lot here. And whilst I say things, I agree with obviously all of them. But I understand that there is definitely room for debate and conversation when it comes to these topics because they are very, very complex, I think. We're talking about history. So number five and six of, you know, 10 Things I Hate About Black History Month are a little bit similar, but they all relate to brands and commercialism. Um, And I just feel like brands are ruining it. They're ruining it. Um, And detracting from reality and the real issues when we think about black history. Now, Black History Month started as a month about educating, especially children, about black history, October was chosen because September was kind of welcoming a child into a new school, new school year. And October, you know, you kind of get into the swing of learning. It's less about welcoming and you're into it now. And it would it was said to be the best time for children to take in this history as they were most fresh from the summer holidays, but obviously not in that welcoming phase. So knowing that that is the root and the history of Black History Month in this country... The fact that brands are kind of... Like, I went to Sainsbury's the other day. All other supermarkets are available. Um, 
And they had like a celebrating Black History Month banner. And I, and I think other brands have had similar things. So this is not just an attack on um, Sainsbury's. But I just thought, what are we celebrating? You've given us no history education. You've got nothing about any historical figure, event, place or person. So what are we celebrating? Like, break it down for me, brands. What are we celebrating? What do you want us to celebrate? Are we celebrating the position of black people in society now? Because I'm not happy with it. Yes, there have been shifts. Yes, there have been advancements. Yes, there has been positive changes. But I just feel like this whole commercial awareness of it all, it doesn't need to exist because it was all about educating children. Um, and, you know, I don't think it's just children that need to be educated, adults as well. But we don't really need a celebrating Black History Month poster from a supermarket to do that. So that is my one problem with brands. And number six is this idea of tokenism that I think brands are perpetuating. This idea that, you know, in October we're going to work with all these black creators and then we're going to forget about them for the rest of the year because they only exist within Black History Month. Like, black people exist 12 months of the year, 365 days of the year. They're here every day, you know, we exist. So the fact that we are being called upon so much in Black History Month in October just suggests that we're just a token of a brand being like, we're woke, we're culturally aware, we're cool, um, buy from us. And I don't like it because there's certain brands that have contacted me um, in Black History Month Last year was even worse, um, and a lot of black creators have been saying this online, that they were kind of called upon. They were still being, being paid less than their white counterparts for similar campaigns, even though they had similar followings or similar kind of platforms, um, and they were dashed away after that. You never hear from them again. Like, I've not heard from the brands I worked with last Black History Month again. Maybe I didn't do a good enough job, or maybe they just wanted me to look socially aware and wonderful at a time where brands were really heavily being scrutinised for doing exactly that, or not caring at all. And so those two, five and six kind of focus on the idea of, I guess, capitalism ruining it, or not necessarily capitalism. So I've been told that's a bit of a lazy argument sometimes, if you don't explain it properly. But, you know, brands obviously trying to make money um, and trying to market their products maybe at a black audience or maybe at a left-leaning audience or a socially aware audience um, by exploiting and, and using black people in one month of the year. And it perfectly leads me on to point seven, um, burnout. If October is the only time you hire black people, black historians, black creators, then do you think they're going to survive the month? <laughs> because obviously knowing... And I have become very privy to the fact that this history hotline, and I'll be very honest with you, it probably makes more money in Black History Month than it does in comparison to the other 11 months of the year in total. So the amount of work it takes for me as well, um, you know, being a one-man band pretty much for the history hotline, uh, to kind of do all this work in this month, it leads to burnout. And this Black History Month, I had to say no. I had to say no to a few things because it just wasn't feasible, wasn't realistic. And I have had similar conversations with other people in similar spaces about this too. It's unhelpful to be burnt out as on its like base level. 
Um, and this is not me complaining about any opportunities I've been given this month because I'm so grateful for all of them. It's fantastic. Um, but, you know, could we spread them out throughout the year? That's all I'm asking in the nicest possible way um, because we don't need to squeeze everything into October, really. And the people that, you know, have, and I have spoken at events and I will speak at things November, December, Jan, Feb, March, throughout the summer, thank you for you know, understanding that it doesn't all have to be done in October, um, because it doesn't really, um, you know, it makes you look good maybe, because, oh, what are you doing for this Black History Month, what's your company doing, your brand, your place of work, um, but actually I think maybe a better question is, what are you doing outside of Black History Month for black people, black history, and that leads me to number eight, again, working conditions, I just need, and I'm going to say this once, and then I'm going to move on. The expectation that people should work for free needs to be gone, especially when we're thinking about black history, because there were decades and generations and generations of black people that worked for free, and they were called slaves. Enslaved people have already done that, and we are not going to repeat that part of history, especially not in Black History Month. So the expectation that... You know, people with small followings or small platforms should do all this work, all this research, all of this speaking, organising for your company, your brand, your charity, your community or whoever it might be for free needs to be, you know, uh -uh, finish that. Number nine, we're nearly at the end of my extended rant. No, it's not a rant. These are carefully thought out comments and ideas that I've taken in throughout the month. Um, and I hope you'll appreciate them. But number nine is um, a little pet peeve of mine. Maybe not an actual pressing issue. But I don't really like the celebration of anything black in Black History Month. And by anything, I mean as opposed to history. It's like we're already shoving the black history in October. But do we have to shove the black heritage, black culture, black food? Black everything into October. It's Black History Month. It was set out as a month to educate people about black history. However you want to define that. But I personally don't necessarily want to hear about Beyonce, Stormzy, Marcus Rashford in Black History Month. When there is such a wealth of historical figures that we know so little about. You know, you can Google Beyonce, Marcus Rashford, Stormzy's now. Um, and you can go on social media and find out so much about them so easily, but it's not so easy to find out about the black Tudors. Do you know what I mean? So why is it that the focus is on people that are alive today and are kind of receiving their flowers anyway? I think it would be more significant for us to actually focus on history. Maybe it's, I'm biased, maybe it's because I'm a historian and I have no kind of platform to speak on celebrities that live and exist today, but... I do think it's important to kind of remove this idea that it's a month about culture or heritage necessarily. While those things are important, um, I like the focus on history and I think it should remain that. And I guess you could say, you know, people alive today is a contemporary history. But in the case of Black Britain, especially when we know so little about some of the, the figures and people that we've even spoken about on this podcast in the past it sounds, feels a bit silly to focus so much on people we do know so much about because they're alive today and doing the work right now. Um, 
This is not to say they shouldn't be celebrated at all. Please do not take that out of context. But, you know, if we've only got a month, then surely let's focus on the actual history. And number 10. My final point in my long list of the 10 things I hate about Black History Month. So, who is it for? And that is my final question to you. Is Black History Month for black people, for black children, for white people, for other races, for people in Britain, for people abroad, in Africa, the Caribbean, America? Who is this history for? Should only black people be engaged in this month or should it be about educating the nation? And if so, why is that only happening for one month? So there you have it. 10 things I hate about Black History Month. Um, Is it to say, would I go as far as saying I hate the month completely? We should abolish it? Unfortunately, I can't say that because I think we need it still. Because there's a lot of work to be done. But I hope one day we won't need it anymore. I have been Deanna Lynn Cook. Thank you so much for tuning in to the History Hotline. For what is and what has been another Black History Month. I hope to see you here after Black History Month um, for many more episodes about other historical figures, people, events, um, and, you know, all the wonderful things we were doing before. So please do tune back in. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the History Hotline. If you've enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To continue the conversation about black history, head over to our social media platforms at the History Hotline on Instagram and at the History HL on Twitter.